right, guys. Hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 38. We're, uh, we're so lucky today. We have uh, Alex Hill in the building. Um, he's a longtime friend. He used to be my quarterback. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's something special, so we're going to get into it today. We're very fortunate to have him. Um, we're going to talk sales, real estate, investing. Yeah. Um, Alex works with Team Grande on a REMAX escarpment up on the mountain there. Um, lots of cool things. Thanks for having you. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> and, you know, Alex, you know, growing up, as you uh, as you know, with high school, obviously, you, you, oh, you see that guy and you're familiar. And then all of a sudden we grow up and there's careers and professions yeah. and all this different stuff that, you know, you're kind of interested in because you know someone so well yeah. and then you lose touch and then all of a sudden you come back and it's like, what have you been doing? Yeah. And that's why we're here today to talk a little that. bit about that. That's what it's about. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate today. Yeah. So it was pretty six years ago. I uh, I was playing football with a guy, uh, Maddie, that runs our team. Okay. And honestly, I just, he's an incredibly humble, just a good, honest dude. Everyone loves him. The life of the party. Got a great family. I'm like, I want his life. I want to be you. Um, when I was in university, I was playing with them and I was also investing with my brother. So I had two rental properties I'd purchased with my brother because he got me into that. And I literally said to Maddie one day, like, I want to be you. And he's like, go get your license. And I was like, okay. So I just graduated. Uh, my original plan was to teach because I love working with kids. I loved coaching football. So I was like, maybe I'll teach. But then I didn't want to have like a salary. I wanted to be in something commission-based. I knew that. So uh, I was still working just in the nightclubs on the weekends. And I was like, you know, I got all this time. I'll do the schooling. I'll get my license. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh yeah. Fun. I used to see you in a suit downtown. <laughs> Those days are luckily uh, long gone, but it was fun. And I made some really good connections. You know, it's like, it's not necessarily the best environment, but you can make the best out of it. And that I was, was important. I would, I would debate on the best. I thought it was the best environment <laughs> at the time. At the time, it yeah, absolutely time was. was. I mean, I got paid to party. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. But I made a lot of good connections. There were people that from there, like now call me or remember me and are willing to buy a house with the same guy that they were getting bottle service from, which yeah. is pretty cool because it's all about the experience and how you treat people. And if you make them feel like special, make them a priority, they'll, they'll come calling. Um, so yeah, I got my license and it's been four and a half years now that I've been licensed. I would never imagine my life without it. Wow. Um, and it's not just like buying, it's not just the selling of the real estate. I love investing. Like that's a huge passion of mine. Um, and Maddie also who runs the team, who's like my mentor is huge in that as well. So I basically like everything that he did over the last 10 years, he just gives me all that information and I kind of take it and run with it. Wow. And here we are now. Well, and you, you, you know, you talk about mentorship and being an open, honest, and, and for anyone listening, like we're talking about, you know, the, the best, um, compliment is taking advice and doing something with it. Absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, or you're listening, we're talking about, you know, people want to give away their secrets because yeah. they're not secrets. Yeah. They've been stolen or taken or whatever you want to say yeah. from somebody else and then just implemented. Yeah. And everybody that's doing anything, 
knows how hard it is to do something. Yeah. So, you know, finding that, that ability or, you know, some call it a unique ability, but also that drive or that passion, yeah. um, you know, is so cool. And obviously Maddie you know, is, is your team leader. And yeah. what's it like being in a, in a team real estate? I, I wouldn't change it. You know, like we met through sports, right? Yeah. And for me, sports has always been a huge thing. I still to this day play and coach and it's like, I need that environment. I couldn't just show up in my office and sit alone in my own office, do my own thing. I wouldn't be motivated. Um, so I need people around me kind of pushing me to be better. A little bit of friendly competition in there as well. They yeah. keep you on your toes, right? But it's like having that team environment. You know, yesterday we had our team meeting and we did a bocce tournament all afternoon with it. So, you know, you have that like uh, camaraderie and those events and all that stuff. And like, yeah. that's what I love. So when I joined the team, there was just five of them at the time. Uh, we're now up to 15 uh, with a couple team coordinators as well. Wow. So it's really cool to see the progression um, since I've been there. That's awesome. And uh, the biggest thing about like mentorship that I think is so huge for anyone who wants to be successful is you got to find someone that you want to be like, like just because someone's successful, if you're completely different, it's not going to work because you can't change or you can't expect them to change. Like yeah. you've got to find someone who's like, we have a lot of similar qualities. We want similar things in life and then kind of go from there. I just think people see like, oh, that person's really successful. I want to be them. I'm going to mimic it. But if it's too fake, people are going to see that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a great point. I remember, um, you, you know, one of the things every, everybody, you know, talks to me. Oh, man, you, you must have wanted to be in business. Or like, Man, that was the last thing I wanted. <laughs> I actually hated the thought of being in business. Yeah. All I could think about was not being in business and why my first bosses were fantastic, yeah. but they lived it. Mm -hmm. They were first one in, last one out every day. If they went on vacation, they were on the phone complaining. Yeah. Their wives were, when are you going to come home? When are you going to put the phone down? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a plumber. It's yeah. going to be great, right? Yeah. And I'm going to get in real estate. Yeah. Well, obviously we're here now. Didn't happen. <laughs> But it was because I realized that, you know, I don't need to be them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, I can be myself yes. in a business role. Um, but they were mentors to me in areas, right? Yeah. But also, um, I, I call them de-mentors, where it's like you find something about someone that you might aspire to be like, and then you're like, you you kind of pick something from them, where, yeah. oh, they're a little bit hot-headed, or maybe they're you're a little scatterbrained. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, it's really interesting to self-talk. Yes. Um you know, talking about real estate and your team, it's like, oh, I'm not organized. It's like, well, forever? Yeah. You know, it's like the we went through that generation where, you know, your parents are like, oh, I don't know how to use a phone. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, well, I'm, I'm so old. So, well, you're 50, right? <laughs> you got time. You got time. You're going to live in this world for 40 years not knowing how to use yeah. a phone? I mean, I mean, now my mom's sending me Facebook messages and you know, she, <laughs> she likes every single one of the company photos. It's just, you know, love her to death. And very that's true. what the support's for. But yeah. don't tell me that you can't learn or you can't change you in terms to. of those, you know, that self-conversation. Yeah. How do you find... Um, you know, how do you find you've tweaked those things along the way? I just, I love that talking about, you know, find someone you want to be like. It, it resonates a lot. Yeah. So honestly, there's so much about um, how I find, you know, like my, my mentor carries himself in, mm -hmm. in certain situations and takes care of people around him and all that stuff. And the one thing I'll say is he's so busy in real estate that he can't find time to shut down. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, like running a team and having a ton of your own clients, right? You can probably relate to this. 
it is difficult to shut down. So you got to start putting things in place early um, and really sticking with that. So mm -hmm. for me, it's kind of like, okay, how do I find that personal life and work balance? Um, and what's huge, I think, is really knowing what you need to be your best. So it's like, okay, if I want to be in a good mental state, what do I got to do? I got to work out a couple of times a week. I got to get to my football games. I got to have the odd cottage weekend away. Um, you know, I got to see my friends still. So it's like schedule what I need, put mm -hmm. it in the calendar. Someone wants to see a house. Sorry. Like, unless it's pressing that hour of my day that I have for whatever it is, I can just schedule around that. And people are flexible. So it's important to like get done what you need to. And then the rest of the stuff, you can kind of work around that. Yeah. Put my work stuff in there and I'm happy. I got done what I needed to accomplish for the day. My clients saw me. I'm always available still on my phone or I'm away for the weekend. I have someone physically covering my appointments. Amazing. I'm there if you need to call me. Um, so like getting those boundaries set early, I think is important because otherwise you just won't shut down and eventually you'll burn out. Yeah. And setting boundaries, not rules. Absolutely. Yeah. Boundaries, not rules. Uh, Craig Spears is Big shout out to him. He uh, he knows that concept, but but it's yeah. Like, did you ever feel when you started that you couldn't? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think though, at the same time, it's you got to jump as soon as someone says, "Ah, oh, yeah," which I'm okay with. Like, I I don't look back and regret that. Like, that's why I'm happy I got into real estate young. Because when you're like young, you're single, I got nothing else to do. It's like, hey, you want to call me at ten thirty at night? It's fine. I'm just sitting on my couch. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't got to worry about my kids sleeping or anything like that. So. Um, and that helps you build up that clientele. People like that immediate response. Like our generation is on their phones 24 seven. So if you don't give them that answer, they're going to find it elsewhere quickly. Totally. Um, so I find it, there is definitely a balance where like you do got to be on the ball and get back to people quickly. Early in my career, I was like really, really on that. Now I'm a little better about, you know, Hey, I'll get back to you within a few hours. I'm just out on appointments or I'm driving, whatever it may be. Um, so early in my career, yeah, absolutely. Jump. Whatever it was, I was there. Yeah. You need to see I was in Niagara Falls in two minutes, I'm on the road. But now it's like you kind of set those boundaries a little bit more and it all works out. It's just about prioritizing your time because I found I was burning out a little bit. Yeah. Man, that's it's fantastic advice. I mean, I remember, you know, you know, when we started, it was very similar in the sense of like understanding what a client's actual needs are yeah. and then what are their needs when they're just – when you're never saying no. Yeah. Right. And how far they can push that envelope and push that envelope. And, yeah. And the boundaries and, and instead of rules, a big concept. Yeah. Um, when did that, was there an aha moment or you're like, was it either it's fed a, up or inspiration? That's a good question. You know what it was? I think it was just listening to people like talk about this, whether it was at conferences or whatever, they always say like, and I'm talking to like big time agents that are really busy. Yeah. Like how they got to start to prioritize their day and set times and schedule things. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should start to do that a little more. Um, and half the time I think too, is we put the pressure on ourselves more than the client. Like they don't need me to answer within seconds, Yeah. but we feel like we have to, like we're kind of in that culture. Um, so it's just like, I think it was more listening to other people, but also watching some people that don't stop. And yeah. I'm like, hey, that's not my goal. Like, even if it means I can make more money that year, that's not my goal. Yeah. Like, sure, more money sounds great, but like at what expense? So I think just finding a happy balance. Yeah. 
It's, it's, that's an amazing point. Um, we talk about, you know, this podcast is, is very much entrepreneurial and self-discovery and, and, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone. When you talk about self-discovery and going to these, you know, events, like I see that you're yeah. always active. You've spoken at a lot of different events. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've been fortunate, like, that I was just surrounded by some people that have started these and, and they've asked me to come speak. Um, for me, that really gets me outside of my comfort zone. Like yeah. if you would have asked me two years to do this, I would have been sweating on the way here. Like I never loved public speaking. Um, I got nervous with that stuff. But once you like know what you're talking about, you're confident. And at that point, it starts to really just flow easy. It's like, I know what I'm talking about. I know how to run my business. I know what I want. So it's just a conversation. But when you're like new and you're trying to learn all this stuff and you don't even know what you're doing yet, because let's face <laughs> it, like just like anything in school, I don't think it prepares you, right? Like the schooling for real estate does not prepare you to become an agent. You learn a lot as you go. In the, so, bar, in the bar scene. Yeah. <laughs> learn a lot there that you don't remember. Yeah. You know, you know, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. They spent that much? All right. Sweet. That's, that's my take for the night. Um, but yeah, no. So I think it's just like becoming confident in knowing what you're talking about and then it makes it easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it comes to like self-discovery and, and kind of mindset, which obviously, you know, you do a lot of work on which is which is amazing working on yourself and, and becoming that best version of you yeah was there a point where you were maybe not in that mode and you transitioned to it like i was kind of telling you about the podcast before i started yeah and, and how it was like aha like i, I just gotta do this did you have an aha moment for that i, I wouldn't know if it like i wouldn't say necessarily an aha moment what i found though was like when i was getting burnt out with real estate and i wasn't taking care of myself in terms of like going to the gym here and there and doing the things i wanted that's when i just wasn't myself i was in this like vicious cycle of like not sleeping as much not waking up as happy i was getting tired of my job I was like, someone wants to see a house and I was like, oh, I'm angry. And it's like, hey, what's going on here? Something's off. Yeah. Um, so then like when I noticed, like I felt that like irritation coming on, which was new to me, I was very busy at the time with work, but it was like, okay, I need to put things in place to where like I'm doing what I need to do. Like I didn't go away for like eight months at wow. one point. And I was like, like not even a weekend. Really? And it was just like. I got to do something like I got to go on a trip. I got to like focus on me because people are going to feel that energy when I'm with them. Totally. So it's like, I got to just make sure I take care of myself and then the rest will kind of fall into place. Yeah. And being present in the moment, right? Like oh, not always yeah. trying to get to the next meeting, get to the next appointment. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. you Shutting my brain down is not an easy thing. And I, I can't even imagine for someone like you with, the fleet you have in the company, like it's a lot. So, I mean, mine on a smaller scale, but it is important that you find time to really settle down, shut down, take some time for yourself because yeah. that's, that's what everybody needs. Well, and, and the big thing that, you know, for people listening and, and to, you know, I was really challenged with this as I kind of got through that journey, which is like, it's gotta be all or nothing, yeah. which is like, no, I need some time to shut down and I'm not there yet in my business. So either I don't do it hmm. or I shut down and then I come back to chaos. Yeah. So, you know, over the years, I mean, we've been in business, we're in our eighth year now, it's a little bit of a hybrid model where when I started it was, yeah, I'd be away, but my phone was glued to my ear yeah. and that was okay. It, yeah. was my, it was, I got a little bit of awareness yeah. and you know, I was in a, I was at a cottage answering phone calls yeah. instead of, you know, in the office or in the truck or in an apartment, wherever, wherever it ended up being. Mm -hmm. um, and then now it's like, okay, so now I can do, I can check emails at four once a day. Yeah. 
Right? Yeah. So I can shut it down, put my phone away, I get back to people's calls, but I'll, I'll book an hour a day where I dive in yeah. so that I don't come back I to I need chaos. to do more of that. I yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, that balance of, you know, it's, oh, it's got to be work-life balance. It's like, well, like, maybe one day yeah. I'm not there yet. And that's okay. Let's not beat ourselves up about it. I'm all about that. Like, yeah. it's not about tomorrow for me. I'm talking like 5, 10, 30 years down the road. Totally. Like, where am I going to be then? So there is some sacrifice that comes with it now. Like, let's say so. We're still young. Totally. So this is when you make the sacrifices. This is when you take the risks. Do what you got to do. And it's for the long-term goal. Like, it's yeah. funny. You talk about answering your phone at the cottage. I went up with my family. I think it was in uh, May. So, like, my parents, my brother, my niece. And we're having a great time. Like, you know, we're all excited. We cooked this beautiful dinner. And sure enough, my phone rings. And, it, and it's a deal that I'm working on that night. And it's like, guys, enjoy your dinner. I'll, I'm gone. So, I, I'm away. I'm like, and they feel bad. They're like, should we wait? I'm like, no, I'm going to be a while. Like... And I'm just, you know, pacing on the phone. That's my thing. I, I walk everywhere. Yeah, yeah, get your steps in. Yeah, and then after, they're just like, how'd it go? I tell them, they're like, we were all talking about, like, the reason we can be here is because of those sacrifices, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you do miss stuff like that. It's like, sure, that dinner would have been awesome to be there and be present. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to have certain things. Yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. Like, we never grew up with a cottage. I didn't know what life was at a cottage. I didn't know what it was like to own one or go to one every weekend. But I was like, you know what? I'm willing to make those sacrifices because this is the life that I want. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic, man. And I think that um, that story really resonates with a lot of people because, yeah. you know, sometimes with that entrepreneurial spirit, they're like, oh, man, you can't put your phone down for 10 minutes. Like, you feel like this is work. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Let me get my steps into this. Right? <laughs> like, I got no problem. I'm going to get yeah. this yeah. done yeah. now. <laughs> okay. The weekend and the kids walking, they can wait. I don't care. It's, um, but I find sometimes there's a lot of external pressure to be like, oh, just take it later. Or just worry about it later. Absolutely. It's like, you know, once in a while that that's fine and, yeah. and, and we're okay. But you know, if, if, if you've got that entrepreneurial mindset and again, if you're in that headspace where it's not off, oh, oh shit, I got to take that call. Yeah. It's, I get to go get that call. Yeah. This call came in. This yeah. is awesome. I'm going to get a deal tonight. Right. Yeah. Put the game face on. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you, it's, talking about the cottage yeah. and some of the sacrifices um again fortunate to know a little bit about your story and, and be yeah. extremely intrigued no, I appreciate um it. tell us a little bit about your investing yeah. side, of you, side of your you and your business and, yeah and some um, of the risks you've been taking and, and the success have you had yeah no so it started really young with me like i said my brother's five years older he got me into investing so when i was still in university luckily the club money yeah he um he got two which properties. most people don't have right yeah I, i'm sure at that age there wasn't a lot of no no like you know i he yeah he was lucky he pushed me and prices were cheap we bought in niagara okay we got two places i got a duplex in niagara for 300k at the time wow and then a pre-construction townhouse for 360 i mean numbers is just unheard of right yeah so he got me and he's like hey just give me half the down payment i'll get you know i'll get the mortgage essentially but we'll put you on title because i was making cash yeah so i was like okay cool i had no idea what i was doing genuinely no idea just signed where i was told to sign those properties have been amazing so i'm lucky that he got me in early um and then once i realized i wanted to get into real estate i was like okay like i can't be a real estate agent that lives at home. I don't want to be that guy. I got to go get my own house now. So quickly after starting in real estate, I bought a property on the West Mountain, uh, which I turned to the two units as we've discussed, which I think is the best thing ever. Um, and then 
I went, I got the itch once I was on renovating that. I was like, I want a cottage. COVID had just hit. I had spent a couple like weekends in the summer at cottages. And to me, like the numbers just made so much sense. Yeah. And I'm like, every rental property I have right now is great. They're making money. They're carrying themselves, paying down the mortgage. I'm happy. But all I get is the headache. Here, I can enjoy this, right? Yeah. So, you know, after COVID, the cottage market started peaking. Oh, yeah. The highest it's ever been. But it, to me, I'm like, it still is undervalued. Because when you can get 3000 a week in rent in the peak season, and even in your off season, still get great rent, like the cash flow is incredible. So it just made sense financially. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't care where. I, as long as I'm within three and a half hours of Hamilton and I'm waterfront, just get me on a lake and I'll figure the rest out. So, uh, it, and it was crazy because it was all like firm offers, um, way over asking. Um, like I was tapped out at like 800K when I was looking at the time. That's, I just couldn't go over that. I was buying it alone. And I remember I, in Halliburton, I got smoked in competition on a place that I loved. Yeah. But then I ended up look, finding this place in Quartha Lake. So I'm right in Bob Cajun. Amazing. Um, and I got it way undervalued. They weren't holding back offers at a time that they should have. And I ended up paying under 700000 for a 1,400-square-foot cottage with a 600-square-foot garage attached. Um, I got like 130 feet of waterfront. And it was dated for sure, but it had all – the lady had lived there. So it was a four-season home. It had a furnace, an AC, um, a backup generator. Like all the important things were there. And I was like, okay, hey, I'll just make this pretty, rent it out. And I just thought about how to like, I'm coming up here with my friends, what do I want? So I needed more bedrooms to sleep more people, all the lawn games, a nice new dock, you know, a big fire pit area. So I just did everything that I wanted to do to it. Yeah. Um, I try to get up there at least once a month, whether it's like a weekend or a full week or a long weekend, which I'll be heading up tomorrow. Amazing. Um, and then the rest of it, it just really carries itself. You know, there's definitely a little bit of work and like any rental, you have a new tenant every week. So you got to think about that. Uh, but financially, it just made so much sense. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier. Like, I'm so glad I did it. And the only time I'll sell that is to hopefully upgrade it to a different cottage one day. Um, but <laughs> like amazing. now I don't, I can't imagine not having one, just always having it there. So uh, that's been great. And I'm really happy doing that. Man, congratulations. I mean, I think it's such a success story when you hear about the hard work that goes into the, the lost deals and obviously like being in real estate, like yeah. you knew how to, you like, you know, you can only blame yourself if you don't get it done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but understanding the market and seeing that potential and really like, I find sometimes, you know, we talked about it earlier with your duplex. Um, you know, when I was growing up and, and got into and was starting to get into the market, you know, my family looked at it, what I was going to do because my first house was a duplex. They looked at me and I had six heads. Yeah. They're like, you're going to have a stranger. You don't know them yeah. live in your house. Absolutely. Because they think it's your house. Yeah. It's like, what an apartment building. Yeah. What about a condo t complex, right? It's the, there's floors, there's doors, there's construction separating two people. Yeah. Um, where, you know, back in the day, that just wasn't, that wasn't a norm, yeah. right? It was maybe an in-law suite, which I think a lot of people get away with calling them now, which <laughs> they're not. Well, we know <laughs> all another, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not give away any secrets here, but, um, but yeah, you're paying the mortgage and, it's you know. It's a way to house hack. It, it is. And, and when people talk about, you know, even coming in from Toronto, they say, okay, you know, I can't afford a home anymore. It's like, you know, what, well, what are you looking for in a home? Yeah. Right. What are you willing to sacrifice to get into the market? Which yeah. 
over time just makes a huge impact on yeah. the success that you can do. And I'm sure leverage on, on, on refinances yeah. and. Oh, huge. And that's how you're able to do all this stuff after, yeah. right? When you can access the equity in your property, you're talking about tax-free money to put in towards another investment. And then you put, now that investment's doubled with this tax-free money that you just pulled from another property. Totally. And with the way rents are, you know, if you have two units, you refinance that place, you're still covering. Yeah. And you don't really want to profit on your rental properties, in my opinion. I don't want cash flow from it because then I got to pay tax on that. Totally. So, you know what I mean? There's so much that can be done once you're in. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, people are thinking like, oh, what about a condo or this or that instead of renting out your basement? But it's like what your that house is probably appreciated compared to that condo you could have bought. And, Ten times over. And you know what? Like when I was buying my first house, I bought a bungalow on the West Mountain. And at this, this for the same price, I could have got a townhouse essentially. Yeah. And this already had an in-law set up in the basement. And I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. I can get a townhouse. I can have more living space for myself, but I don't need that right now. I would rather have a better lot and the income in the basement. So when I first bought the house, my mortgage was 1900 and I was getting 1400 in rent for my basement. <laughs> so it's like, why am I not doing that? And then that allows me to take these other risks, like the cottage and stuff like that, because I'm not stressed about making my bills month to month because it was costing me next to nothing to live. Totally. So I, I'm all for that. And like first time buyers or young couples, I push the heck out of that. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like banks are, are so aware of it now in terms of the lending opportunities now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you can get a place that already has a, a tenant in it, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, it really goes against what you can, what you can borrow. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, I mean, again, there's so much to, to chat about, but let's talk a little bit about that, that non-teaching life and then what that turned into with your coaching career now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if, I, if you guys didn't hear me earlier, you know, Alex used to be my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't catch anything, but <laughs> I, I think I was a D end or something like that. But, you know, I was super supportive of him every time he got on and off the field. Uh, I appreciate but, that. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, all the stuff you do in the community and, and, you know, giving back and, and, you know, being a mentor for the next generation of you. Yeah, no. So I, I was always into the coaching side of things. Like when I was 14, I I started essentially coaching. I found myself getting burnt out a little bit, so I took a few years off. Um, and now my brother started a really successful flag football league out in Niagara because he lives in Thorold. So now they've grown to over 500 kids. Wow. Um, they started with 60 in, I believe, 2019. He's now over 500 kids. He just won uh, top 40 under 40 out in Niagara with his wow. success there, which is super cool. So that kind of got me fired up again to get involved. And when I would go around the league and see that community kind of vibe, I was like, I'm all in. I want to work with these kids. And you see the parents are appreciative. The kids want to learn. Um, so I started with, I took a girls rep team to a provincial tournament in London with another coach and we won that, which was cool. I was like, oh, the gets my blood flowing <laughs> yeah, again. You yeah. know, it's the competition. Yeah. So I love that. Um, you know, in terms of sponsoring the league, I help out wherever I can with that. It's my brother and it, it's a sport I genuinely believe in. I think flag football is incredible. It takes the contact out. Kids feel comfortable doing it. And hey, I don't think at 10 years old, kids need to be banging heads yet. They don't even know how to protect themselves. Totally. So it's a, it's a great sport uh, for both 
boys and girls. My mom loves that statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think every mom, you know, would rather see their kid oh, play football. Oh, my mom hated when I started playing football. Yeah, so, I can oh imagine. My, God, my, just my mom's still scared of the it. The worst. But um, no, so I, I love the coaching side of it. So we're actually going to PEI in two weeks. My brother has a team that's competing for the national championship. Um, so his league's kind of created these travel teams. And uh, we've been involved with flag football since, you know, I was like in grade four. Um, so we have a really good background in that. So I love the coaching. It gets me like really into it. Um, and it's fun. Like, you know what I mean? That's, I love working with kids. That was part of the reason I wanted to teach. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I got into real estate, but then I still have this that like get, allows me to do that until I have my own kids and then I'll be coaching their sports. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good for you. Like, I mean, I remember anyone that's been in sports can probably name most of their coaches yeah. if not all of them yeah. for good or bad reasons <laughs> yeah. um you know but those, those those teachers whether it's an education teacher or or someone in in the school systems or sports programs um man they make a huge impact oh huge and that team camaraderie like again like you know i saw you and you know, my girlfriend's like oh who's that guy i was like oh he's my quarterback he's all, you know also this kick-ass realtor um you know we saw each other in a football game oh you want to be on the podcast get me on the podcast let's yeah, go i love that and uh it's just immediate mm -hmm. right you never yeah. you, know, you know you might walk by someone in school that you that you remember going to school with and and you don't say hi, but you never walk past someone that you play a sport with. Yeah, it's a different bond. Hi. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah, no, it's a different bond. And like yeah. you went through the same things together, the same battles and like, and in, you know, some way, shape or form, they impacted you. And then it's really cool. You know, I see what you're doing with your company. I follow everything. And it's like, it is so sick to see someone like, you know, who would have known when we're that age, what you're going to be doing now. Totally. And, and I love seeing the success for you, man. Like it's, it it happens to good people for a reason. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? At the end of the day, I always say like, when I'm talking to anybody young that wants to get into real estate, I'm like, you've got to think about every interaction with every person. I mean, I, I wish you thought about that when you were very young, but if not, start now. Because yeah. you've got to leave a positive impact everywhere you go. You've got to be memorable for all the right reasons. And then these people will all follow you and they'll be cheering for you. Yeah. You might not know it, you might not hear it, but there'll be people in your corner. And I think that's what it's about when you see guys that like you played sports with yeah. or coaches or whatever it is. You know, what I mean, I, I see no kids that I coach that like I want to hear one day that like they're just exceeding in life and they're happy and they found their passion and everyone wins like that. Right. Yeah, man, it's just incredible point. And like, you know, really hits home for so many, so many people because it's that that generational gift of, of giving yeah. back what you've taken and, yeah. um, and being a mentor and, and holding space for them and their, you know, quirky comments or <laughs> I'm sure some of the, some of the stuff you hear is a little, oh, yeah. little out there. So, what, what, what ages do you coach? So on it, I've done everything from like 10 to like 20 now oh, um, wow. because some of the travel teams they had up into under, under 20 really in general, I'm usually like between 12 and 16. Amazing. So, and I like that. I think, I feel like it's still an age where like, I'm still young enough that they can relate to me and they'll tell me stuff. Um, but they also respect the authority and you can really like shape them in a way that like, you don't realize you spend a lot of time with these kids totally. and, and how they interact. Like we went to a tournament and we had like six teams and it was like, guys, listen, 
after every game, you shake everyone's hand, and I better hear a good game from you. I don't yeah. care what happened during the game. You shake their hand, and you say, good game. And if you pull their flag, you don't throw it on the ground, you don't celebrate, you hand it right back to them. All these other things. I say, you score a touchdown? I get it. You're 13 years old. You're excited. We act like we've been there. We high-five each other. We get back to our bench. We celebrate after the game together, not in their face, as a team. And it's like little things like that. You create those kind of habits in them young and it translates because you see some coaches on the sidelines that are just crazy as we've all seen and their players follow suit, right? Like you're the leader. So you got to lead by example. Um, And you can just make such an impact. I think early on to like show them the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. Yeah. And they take that home with them. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see it, you see it in the pros, obviously from a, you know, hundred foot view or whatever you want to say on TV and stuff like that. But when you're in it, it's like you're shaping these, these kids and uh, it's same with growing a team and staff. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, I used to be a lot more aggressive, a lot more hot headed. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about assuming all everything is, man, it's just, when I started to calm down, work on myself, all of a sudden, wow, my team calms down, works on itself. Like they follow the leader. Yeah. and, And you know what? And then, and then you learn from each other and that's how you really grow. Yeah. I'm all yeah. for that. So, we, you know, coming to the end of the podcast, we always ask this question. Um, you, you know, if you were talking to your younger self, what advice would you give? Yeah. Um, there, it's funny. This was a tough one I always found, even from watching your past episodes. I was like, I, I don't know necessarily what I would change. But as I kind of touched on earlier is think about every interaction that you, you, all, you, you do from a young age and really like, remember the impact that you're going to leave on someone. So it's like whether you're, it's in the schoolyard or you're in a university class or you're working a job, whatever it is, um, just be good to everyone. There's no need for to honk your horn and swear and flip off someone. It's just like in everything you do, like be good to people. And, and all that stuff, I believe, like that's just positivity that's going to be spread and it's all going to come back. Totally. Um, so, you know, I wish... I think my parents did a really good job instilling that in me when I was younger. Um, and I just think I, I thought about it more at the time. Now I look back and I'm like, that's important. So I also hope the younger people too, that like I'm coaching and stuff like that, hear that and remember like, okay, every day does matter. And how you carry yourself and how you treat other people is very important. Totally. Not just today, but for your future. That's amazing, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, guys, episode 38, the Guest Life Podcast, um, all of Alex's tags, hashtags, websites, everything. <laughs> it'll be in our link on his bio. Um, you know, we're very fortunate to have guests like like Alex and, and, and hear his story because everybody just assumes, oh, how do, how do you get the cottage? How do you get to there? Why is he so successful? He's so young. He must have this. Um it, it's really about asking the question, yeah. right? And then when you flip yourself in the mirror and, and what we always say is, why not me? Why not now? Why can't I do it? Why can't I learn? Why can't I ask? And, and I think that really resonates. We wouldn't be here without amazing guests like Alex, thank amazing uh, listeners like you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, episode 38 with Alex Hill. Thank you. Thank you so much, Appreciate man. Appreciate it, man. Boom. Awesome. That was good. I hope that was all right. Thank you.